What's up, it's Lynn from Paris, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. Uh, We've been away for six years, but we're back. We couldn't be more excited. We're going to be bringing you interviews with everyone in the Rock Sound world. We're going to be taking your feedback with listener questions, co-hosts, theme specials, spotlights, everything. It's going to be insane. We couldn't be more happy to be here. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Um, And today, uh, to kick everything off, um, we're going to launch our first half of our bumper special. So rather than keeping to uh, a more regular format, we're going to bring you four interviews with four very special artists that have things going on at the moment in the rock sound world and to kind of um, highlight some really, really interesting things about what's to come with those bands. So next week, we're going to be doing the same thing again. We're going to be speaking to bands like Neck Deep, Pierce the Veil, State Champs and Mice and Men. But this week, we're going to be speaking to With Confidence, Waterparks, Tonight Alive and Sleeping With Sirens. So, yeah, to kick off, uh, my co-hosts, Townsend Wills. How's it going? Hiya. How are you? You right? right? I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you doing, Will? I'm very good. I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. It's all very exciting. It is. It? Yeah, yeah. Can't be more excited to get us off the ground. Uh, quick question. Go on then. Dream interview. I'm going to go with Paris because I love them. Um, and they've got so much going on at the moment and like that new album I'm quite sure is probably going to be in like at least my top five of the year nice. potentially the number one spot um, but I've got I've kind of got that like little excited jitter going on where I'm just like oh it's nearly here yeah. Um, so yeah I would love to sit down with those guys and basically just become best friends with Lynn be amazing yeah yeah, yeah that's cool. my dream we can make that happen and uh, and jack mr jack rogers how's it going man i'm all right man all right gang all right you excited oh i'm buzzing mate yeah, yeah. fit to burst almost <laughs> <laughs> dream interview for you for me i'm thinking the boys out in shikari especially we've got the promise of probably a new album coming very very soon they've got the idea they've got the new track with big nasty out they've announced ali pally it's always a journey when that band releases new music, always exciting. And also just the idea to be able to sit down and just chew the fat about everything in the world from politics to two-stepping, like <laughs> uh, two, 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 two of my uh, biggest passions. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, yeah, shout out Raul Reynolds, come on our podcast. Um, yeah, with me, I'm going with The Fever. I would have gone with Let Live, but um, Jason Butler, frontman of the uh, now sadly split up Let Live, uh, is teasing a very very exciting new project called the fever don't know much about it yet there's a youtube set they did outside of randy's donuts in la on youtube check it out um so yeah more on that when we get it and uh yeah look forward to talking to jason on that so anyway for today we thought the best place to start would be to talk to one of the biggest new names in the rock sound world um they've uh, they've created an a complete storm over the past year with their album Better Weather. It's with confidence uh, and I caught up with Jaden and Innie from the band to talk about the crazy year that Better Weather's brought. The US tour they did with Against the Current and State Champs and Don Broco which sounded insane and also the promise of new music in 2018. So uh, some tantalising little exclusives in there for you as well. So um, yeah, here we go. Jaden and Innie from With Confidence. 
Well, uh, Jaden, Inigo, thank you so much for coming in. I guess to kick off, um, it's been a year of better weather now. Yeah. Um, tell us some stories. It's been crazy. A year of better weather. I like that. Um, <laughs> hasn't felt like a year. Yeah. Um, the, the album's gone so much better than we ever anticipated. You know, you got high hopes on that first album, but blown us out of the water. Um, some stories. Um, shit, we've been all around the world on this album. It's crazy. Like, we, we never... Ex- well, I never expected to get it get this far in just a year. So yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, there's always like that that hope that it, it would go like so well for mm. us so quickly. But um, it's it's honestly it's been like as cliche as it sounds. Like it's been a dream come true. Like in mm. such a small amount of time. Like I, I'm not gonna pretend that we're this you know crazy massive stadium band or anything. But for where we're at, um, I think yeah, we, we're we Proud. feel like really. Like, proud and lucky, you know? Yeah, definitely um, lucky. And sometimes it's easy because, like, the like, extensive touring <coughs> we've been doing to, like, get really, like, lost and caught up in, like, the day-to-day of everything yeah. um, that you forget to see the bigger picture. But sometimes when you just, you know, you step outside of it and you just think, like, hey, like, I've been to, you know, all of these places around the world. I make the idea that we could continue this and make a, a really, like, fruitful career out of it. Um, yeah. It's the coolest thing in the world, man. man that's it's so really cool. Is. And like speaking of tours, like you've just done a big US tour with uh, our boys in uh, Don Broco State yes, Towns yeah, and uh, boys and girls when it gets the current. Like yeah. I saw you guys in a mosh pit uh, video in a mosh pit, a massive all band mosh pit with Don Broco. Dude, Broca. it was yeah. yeah. Like tell us about that. Like, Dude, that was just like they when they released Pretty, um, they started doing this thing where they would yeah they would split the crowd in half. Through the death. Um, through the wall of death. Yeah. Um, and one day I think it was. One of the last days, um, we were like yeah, watching from the balcony. I think it was New York. Oh no, no, it was Boston. Boston, sorry. Um, we were watching from the balcony, and like, mm. I think it was um, maybe Ryan Scott Graham. He like, yeah. he came out, um, and he was like, "Yo, boys, like, let's fucking go. Let's go inside." Derek came out, um, and then we we're just like, "Yeah, everyone." Okay, like, everyone came out. Crew came out. Crew sick. came out, um, and we we're just like, "Fuck, let's do it!" Because they started playing pretty, and we like. We went down and we like just like ran into the crowd, started moshing, and then they started doing the wall of death. So all of us just spread out and like started pushing everyone back, and there was just all of these friends like in this thing, and the crowd were just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. And then Rob and Matt jumped in. Rob and Matt Josh jumped in. Jumped on drums. Josh jumped on drums. Um, it was the coolest thing. We just all went for it, ran the fuck at each other, and literally just fell apart. It was great. Like, <laughs> it was honestly the coolest thing. Amazing. I mean, like, because that bill, especially, I mean, that is like the rock sound Dude. bill. Like, we love all yes. four of you guys. Like, like, how was the rest of the tour? Incredible. Sick. Yeah. yeah. That, that's our first time doing venue tours in the US. Oh, Because cool. we've only done Warp Tour previously to that. Um, so this time we got to, yeah, I guess, like, see the city and um, hang out with the bands more closely. and. Mm. Um, I guess like play play bigger shows and um, experience what touring America is like a bit more. Yeah, it's not like walk tour. You're in a parking lot. For yeah, like you get time <laughs> to walk around the city, do things, and like sharing a bus with against the current was sick because that like, was cool. Their um, luxury. Their TM <laughs> literally like booked them the coolest stuff to do. Like we went to NASA with them. No way. We went yeah. to Universal These Studios like and stuff. It was, it was so cool to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, like robots and shit. What? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it like, awesome. it was and like, I guess, like in terms of now you've got the experience built up. Um, I've heard rumours, rumblings that you're writing new music. Yes. Um, yeah. How's it? <laughs> how's, can you give us anything away of, of how it's sounding? Um, we are writing right now. 
Mm. Um, we actually, we've been, you know, we're, we're constantly writing, but I think now we're at the point where we are writing towards an album. Um, mm. We bought an acoustic guitar at the start of State Champs, yeah. um, a little baby Taylor. It's, it's very cute. We love it. Um, and I think that for us is when we really started immersing ourselves in the writing process, mm. just going in the back lounge of the bus and whenever we had an idea and trying to create something. Yeah. Um, it's I good know. to have that luxury as well, like, yeah. on yeah. that on the bus, like, especially with tours that we were doing, like, we had so much downtime, yeah. so it's like, oh shit, what am I going to do for the next three hours? Oh, pick up a guitar, have a riff around, and mm -hmm. yeah, see what happens, I which think, is good. Yeah, um, I think... We're writing some really cool stuff. I know Ennis got his like a few of his own songs right now. I've got yeah. a few of my own. Um, I'd say collectively we probably have about ten to fifteen. You know we're gonna keep trying to write Ideas. a whole bunch more. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think I think it'll be good, man. Yeah. I I I think I personally I think I've written songs that are better than better weather songs. Um, a hundred percent. Just I guess the being on tour and experiencing music firsthand for a whole year straight makes you a better songwriter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's reflected in what we're doing and I'm really excited. I don't wanna I don't wanna get too excited too quickly. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll be in the studio at the end of this year. No way. Cool. So twenty eighteen release hopefully. Yeah. Sick. And um, me me and you Jaden, we had a chat about uh, your songs kind of um, Represent different things, you know. You've got yeah. the kind of the, the kind of the more sort of uh, positive sounding kind of yeah. banger songs like Voldemort, things like that. And then you've got the kind of the more serious kind of slower song, you know, Long Night and things like that. Yeah. Is that something that's going to be kind of progressed on the new stuff, or are we looking at completely new stuff? Um, I think we. I don't know. We'll see. I think I want to strive for something a bit more unique and different, but also like new for us. Yeah. But. Definitely sticking to our roots still, you know. Yeah, having those, to our roots. having those songs that are us. Yeah. But then again, having those songs that are like, oh shit, we never expected this. Yeah. I think that'd be sick to do. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think we'll always try to um, surprise our listeners in the best mm -hmm. way possible. Awesome. Um, I think we have a good grasp on what we did right yep. in this mm -hmm. album, um, and we're going to stick to that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to disappoint anybody in that way, because um, that's what we, we, we love doing those things that I felt like we did right. Um, but at the same time, yeah, we're going to do it better and we're going to do it a little differently. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And um, any particular bands you guys are listening to at the moment that yeah. might have some sort of influence? Um, well, this is a whole bunch of stuff. Because that's a great question because yeah. it, it really does um, reflect on the album you're writing to the music you're listening to at the time. I feel um, like the same goes when you're touring with them. Like when you're as writing, well, when listening you... to the band every night, the same yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would say, personally, um, State Champs is an influence for me. Nice. Um, Dumb Broco even a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. I would say that um, Trophy Eyes, um, Chemical Miracle is an album that we've all listened to a lot. Yeah. What's an album? What yeah, an album. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, incredible album. So I think that will reflect a bit on what we're doing as well. Mm. Did you have any? Oh, I've been jamming the main a lot. Oh my god, sorry, weird. yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah. Definitely lovely, lovely Trophy Eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's a sick album as well. Like, it's so summery. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, so it's reminiscent. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix of like 90s and pop. Yeah. Some sort. Yeah. yeah. It's just those For riffs sure. are so fucking good. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like third eye blind. Yeah. Know, but like kind of bottom as well. Yeah, yes. what a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Definitely that album. There's going to be a bit of, bit of that in there. Mm. Awesome. Cool. And like, um, Jane, you mentioned on the phone the other day, uh, brand new as well, that you guys oh, are oh, big yeah. brand new fans. I mean, could we hear a bit? I mean, you can hear it in better weather as well, but like, yeah. will we continue to hear that kind of, kind of slightly naughty emo influence? I like, really want to do that. Yeah. Like, I think so. Yeah. I really vibe with that stuff. Yeah. Like, We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Speaking of bands like that, I'm also listening to this band called like Introvert. Oh yeah, Australia. yeah, yeah. They're fucking good bands. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think bands like that they have a bit of that, um, I guess, maturity to them. Um, yeah. So I think that that aspect, um, I think, we'll try to shine that through a bit more on this one. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Cannot wait. And like, I guess to sort of uh, to finish up, then we'll talk a bit more about better weather. Like, mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know, you guys are mentioning that you know you really love doing the certain things you did particularly well on that album and that sort of thing what are the when you look back a year on like what are the songs that really shine through for you guys that you're particularly proud of um I guess it would be different for me and any um, yeah personally I would I would say um Voldemort and Archers um those were those are two that I'm I'm pretty proud of what we did with that um mm. I think we'll try to hold on to what we did right in those songs Keeper Definitely. I think is like that's, what, that's one that I always forget about. Like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, we closed with that song. Fuck. Because <laughs> that was the first That was the yeah. first song we wrote for Better Weather. Oh, so, cool. Um, it got kind of like lost in the process now because mm. we, we you had all this focus at the end, but like, Keep It was done, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think we did well on that. Yeah. Like, so. I don't know, for me, I don't know, like, it's weird seeing, because like, Dinner Bell was such a weird song to have on. And like seeing that being requested to be played on our international tours is just crazy. So I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck?" And like lyrically, that song for me was is kind of important as well. Yeah. So it's cool to see that people want to hear that, and like especially at the end, it's like some profound shit yeah. that I don't know how the fuck I wrote that. <laughs> I love that part. Man. Yeah, everyone. I, I think that's like for me the probably one of the best things I've written. Yeah. Like personally. And the fact that, I don't know, I remember sitting in the room when I was writing that, and I wrote all the lyrics all at once in, like, That's about so ten cool. minutes. Yeah. And I was I like, because I had the riff ready, I had the, the bridge and everything, but then when it came to words, I was sitting in, we were in the Electric Sun doing a cover or something, and I was yeah. pissed off about something. So I went in the room by myself, and I just wrote, and it just didn't stop. And then it got to the end of that last line, and I was like, fuck! Here it Where is. did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a trip out. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So it sounds like, especially that album was a real collaborative effort then as well. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the majority of the songs, it's it's myself or Inigo will mm. come up with a basic song structure with lyrics and chords, um, and just a general idea, and then um, we'll go into Josh's shed because that's where we do all our writing. Mm-hmm. Um, real DIY. We still use a fucking like like a fifty watt amp as a yeah. We as don't a have PA, any like, PA. Vocals, like we yeah. still have a mic stand that's made of branches. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, we, love it. we love it, um, but we'll bring those songs into band practice there and then we'll hash it out as a band. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes when we're just jamming in the space as well, a song will just come out of nowhere. Cool. Um, but yeah. yeah. I'm keen to go home and do that. Me too. Yeah. For a while. Do you feel in the bars like oh, you're, yeah. you're ready? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely that. Nice. When you've been on the road for so long, it's just so like, long. Yeah. yeah. It gets to you. Yeah, God, I can imagine. And like after that, is is it is it full kind of writing and that sort of thing? Yeah. But so we we have um, bar a festival in um, Philippines. the Philippines. We have five weeks off at home. Cool. Um, so that's going to be spent writing, pretty much say. pretty much full time. Cool. And I think in that sh- in that short time, the majority of the album could be written. Cool. So um, yeah, first chat that was with Jaden and Innie from With Confidence. Um, super exciting, I think, and a lot of things to come. Um, Tamsin, what do you reckon? I mean, they are just having the best time of their lives right now, aren't they? I mean, Better Weather was so so good. Like 
there's not been many debut albums I think that come out in like recent years that are as good as Better Weather and they have just like all you need to do is just look at what they've done with it and I think wherever they go next is going to be absolutely huge like they've kind of been teasing a few things on Twitter and stuff like oh look at us we're in the studio what are we up to <laughs> um, and just like those little things everyone's already just like oh my god I can't wait what's happening and just like to have that buzz around your band when you, you're, you've only got one album is just insane and yeah. I'm like I'm so happy for the guys as well because they're so lovely um, and they kind of deserve like the best really definitely so. you can tell they're into like you say that you can tell they're in such a good time and I think a lot of this success is from the kind of unpretentious nature of their songs and they've yeah. just written a load of bangers basically um, yeah. that word's going to come up a lot um, but yeah the songs like uh, you know uh, Keeper and Voldemort to things like Long Night it's a very versatile debut album and I think it gives them a lot of options to do a lot of different things as they go on oh yeah um, they, they can go off in like so many different directions and appeal to so many people but still keep like the Withcon sound um, and I, I think that's it's just going to make them stand out from so many other bands at the moment and they, they're going to be huge for sure I think of so many different bands I think with Kong could be massive potentially. Jack, you saying that as well? I think the the easy thing to remember is how big and how quickly they've got to this size. Like it's amazing just a year since that album's come out, like they are the now buzz band. Like a year ago they were just like some kids like just playing pop punk songs and now they're on the verge of something absolutely huge. And the amazing thing to listen is just how like they're still so young. Like they're still little babies. Like just <laughs> Like just looking at the world and thinking it's all amazing. Well, like they're traveling everywhere. Like they're in the UK and then they're in Malaysia and then they're in America and playing with all these bands. And yet they're still just such normal guys. Like when you speak to them, they're the sort of people who like, like you hear them talking. They mention Trophy Eyes as well. Yeah. Like shout out Trophy Eyes. Big time. Like their um, country mates. And it's just like they're so stoked on music still even though they're making music as well. Like, they're the sort of guys who you'd meet at a show and you go, oh my God, you love this band too. Yeah. And fucking love this band as well. Like, do you like Brand New and do you like this? And you'd go and have a beer with them and then they'd probably go, oh yeah, by the way, we're in a band. Yeah. And like, oh, we do yeah. this as well. Like, you know, sneak it in. Definitely. I mean, that, well, that really came across when I was speaking to them, you know, and that, like we say, we, we chatted about Trophy Eyes, you know, and we chatted about the main and bands like that and the way it could influence future with Con Material. And it did, just kind of feel like you know chatting to your mates about music but like you say they're just in a band that could be massive yeah. you know like, they just sound so full of disbelief that they're just like yeah well it's it's just funny isn't it it's like <laughs> like like look, look at his little old Wivcon like on the other side of the world talking to a magazine about these songs which we wrote about girls who broke our hearts yeah and, <laughs> so, and, and all that when like think what they can do in like another year exactly and another year after that and another year after that oh, man, it's like it's, it's so cool like to think about that because when you think about in inverted commas kind of classic rock bands in our world you think of things like like you mentioned brand new and taking back sunday and bands yeah, like that definitely. i think Withcon could be the next taking back sunday or the next brand new you know if they come back with, with call it oh you know, well that's it i mean bold on this podcast like if, if they come back with an a decade a decade under the influence or a cute without the e on the second album world's their oyster man yeah i think i think that next album whenever it arrives is going to launch them into another world like yeah. the like just taking what they've done with better weather and the, and the songs and the bangers <laughs> that are on the album like 
they're, they're going to step up so much. But, like, already better weather is on another level. So, like, they're way ahead of so many other bands. Like, I feel like they're going to be, like, a step ahead of, like, everyone else trying to catch up with them for the next, like, however many years. Couldn't agree more. I mean, didn't you say Waterfall makes you do a little uh, little dance on top uh, of little, transport? A little, little, <laughs> little fist pump in the air. It's like, you know, like, in all the 80s romance movies where there's, like, little fist pump in the air and you're just like, what, like the yes! Breakfast Club, breakfast yeah. yeah. Big Up Bender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, that's me on the bus when I'm listening to Waterfall. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And uh, of course, they're sort of talking of classic bands. They're, tour, they're uh, touring with Mayday Parade in September over here. Oh. You have no idea how stoked I am uh, for that tour. Yeah, Lesson in Romantics, 10th anniversary. I mean, we're all fans around this table. Like, this is this is a real platform for them, I think. Yeah, Oh, huge. Definitely. It's like in the States when... Um, when Mayday did that tour, they took Knucklepuck out. Like, it's on that same level. Play these huge places to a new audience, the sort of audience who will, like connect with them like it's it's just that next step and they can just get bigger and bigger bigger yeah. so I reckon we'll see what happens like, can't wait like 2018 is going to be big for that band and um, I mean I think by what they were saying as well I think they're going to get this album done you know they're going to be super focused and we will have it first half of next year I assume so uh, I hope so yeah. well fingers crossed fingers yeah. you know Hopefully yeah. they don't do a Chinese democracy. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait 13 years. Uh, you can wait, yeah. yeah, guys, don't be Guns N' Roses. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. So with confidence, big up that band. Um, so next, uh, we thought that we'd focus on what could be uh, the hottest new band of the Roxanne world this year. Uh, we had them on the cover earlier this year, uh, which went down very, very well indeed. Uh, Band of Waterparks, uh, we love them, you love them. Uh, so we cut up with Austin Knight, the uh, the crazy, brilliant, eccentric, genius man that is, uh, to talk about uh, a year in the life of the band, um, the Double Dare phenomenon, um, and being versatile and creating an album that really stands out on its own. Uh, their UK tour that's selling out, and uh, yeah, just a year in the life of Roxanne's most exciting new band. So here we go, Austin Knight, enjoy it. Austin, thank you so much for being on here for us. Thank you for having me. Uh, man, it's awesome. Um, our readers are going to be very happy, I think. I'm uh, going to be very happy. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just start off. Big question. Yeah. Should we just get married? Rock, sound, water box? Dude, I'm really fucking down. Like, like we're sweet. You're sweet. Like, we can just get together and be sweet. You know what I mean? I agree. Not, yeah, yeah. not mad. Yeah. Not mad at that idea. <laughs> so I'm ready. Awesome, man. Cool. And in terms of, like, Double Dare, Double has been with us for about yeah. six months now. Like, has it Whoa! Yeah, I know. Weird, scary, right? right? New one. (laughs) (laughs) All those old now. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, How's that been like? Did you feel a real kind of upsurge in buzz? Absolutely, because like the thing is, um, with EPs, you can kind of do. I mean, we still did everything we wanted to do. Like I was like, I'm gonna make some stuff just go full electronic. I want to make a hook where I don't even have to sing. I want to do like I want to like start using beats and shit. Because it's like with Cluster, that's the first time I got to. I was like more into home recording stuff so i could actually demo things out before we you know would go into the studio and like are you familiar with our music i am okay cool so, so yeah <laughs> let's say like crave for example yeah um like with that hook it would be really difficult to go into our friend's garage and be like now listen i don't want to sing but i want my voice to be like with like distortion layers and chopped and screwed shit like like it'd be really hard to like verbalize that and the thing is i think since i can just work on it in my room now there's like 
not that I would be self-conscious about it, but trying to explain that. And if it didn't work, it'd just be like, that was a stupid idea. But if I can just have the time to sit there and like, like craft it. Um, I think that's really what helped with that. And then when we got to make double dare, that was just like a further expansion on like, we can do whatever we want genre wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I never wanted to be where we put out an album and someone's like, what the fuck? They just went full on pop. It's like, no shit, bitch. Like, have you heard take her to the moon? Like <laughs> that's straight up like Carly Rae Jepsen, Katy Perry style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or I mean, really whatever direction we wanted to do, like say we started using a bunch of beats. It's like, have you heard dizzy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. I wanted to just make it to where it was just like, leave the door open door. We can do whatever we want. And I think since it was an album, we like, we had enough, room to accomplish that you know what i mean and um actually the album is only supposed to be like 10 tracks yeah like that's all we had to do contractually it's just like nah, i can't get rid of that yeah it's 11 like, <laughs> like can we please do 12 like uh, like we already have it on the board let's do 12 they're like all right listen we can't not do this and please just 13 they're like oh you gotta stop like fuck 13 just save the rest <laughs> so the ideas were just coming out everywhere Dude, like the thing is with the album there were I think it was like 40 something demos. Wow. Because I don't like going outside. Oh, I love going outside, but I don't like going and doing like social shit at night, yeah. really, unless I'm just yeah. like with friends getting dinner or like, I'll go bowling or whatever. <laughs> but um, for the most part, I really just like to be working. And um, so the songs are just like, like if I just got to sit home for a couple months and just demo, just based on like some of the voice memos I have in my phone, I could make like, I think I could probably, like, with the amount of memos and, like, ideas and everything. Actually, that's not fair to say, because I've been doing voice memos for, like, a couple of years, but there would be many, 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 many albums done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, that was a brilliant tangent. No, no, no. I'll be, I guess we're just talking about the eclecticism. Oh, of right, right. There, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just wanted to make it as, you know, stylistically broad that um we could do whatever we want and people can't really say anything you know yeah yeah because i mean i listen to everything you know and um it would be dumb to be like oh man i can't make a song like this that i would like just because it's not like like Like, (laughs) that'd be stupid like anyone who limits himself like that and like i feel like anyone who really wears the genre on their sleeve that hard it's they're really not doing themselves any favors, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I totally understand. I mean, I agree. And I mean, like you, I mean, I listen to so many different things and that's right. something I love as a fan of water parks and mm-hmm. the, especially on double dare, it feels like you just kind of threw caution to the just wind. Went and it was it, just, yeah. yeah. And there was just like so many different songs. Like yeah. you mentioned, take her to the moon, which is mm-hmm. completely Carly. It's Ray. like one of my favorites. Yeah, man. I love pop. Like in, girl pop is the best genre. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. One of the best genres. Yeah. Amazing. You think yeah. about it. Like anyone internationally, like it's gonna sound pleasing to them, even if they don't yeah. know what the words are, because the melodies and everything is yeah. so on point always. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're written by the best writers. And so even if you don't know what the language is, you can still like go off to it and really enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I heard sure. we're we're just in Japan and I remember like God, <laughs> so many time zones. Um but I heard this song, I don't know what it was. Um it was a very, very like not English voice. And it was so good. And I didn't know how to find it, you know, because yeah. I didn't have like, like just internet everywhere on my phone. Yeah. Like yeah. Doing the States and everything. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, I was like, my phone is here. I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> I'm so, so I don't forget. Um, 
but it sounded so good. And I was just like, it's because it's girl pop. It makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's a very pleasing sound. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, do you love the Carly Royale? Well, emotion is mm. sick, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, I've only listened to that one all the way through, like, maybe twice. Yeah. But, dude, it's good. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, like, just going off on that on that mm. point as well, like, um, then there's a definite rocky edge to the album as yeah. well. So songs like Little Violence or mm. Hawaii, they have, like, yeah. they have that real kind of brunt to them as well. Also, because we are still a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're yeah. two guitars and drums. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going, it's, for the most part, it's going to sound like a band. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And is that important in terms of like how you how you exist as a band? Semi. I still want to be able to make anything we can. Like, I mean, I'm always making new things and I never sit back and think like, but what about live? You know what I mean? I just want to make the best songs. Yeah. You know, like that's all that matters. If it really blows up, like say Take Her to the Moon just became like Old Navy commercial, like Gap or whatever. <laughs> it became like super big and we had to play it. We'd figure it out. You know what I mean? There's guitars in it. Mm -hmm. like, and the chorus, that's actually one of the harder guitar things like you know what i mean like in the chords like especially in the bridge are actually like pretty complex you know what i mean yeah like i remember teaching him to jeff and he was like i might sit down on that part and i was like yeah <laughs> like, it looked cool just sit on the side of the stage <laughs> yeah. if we do that <laughs> amazing and i guess like you must have a, a fairly big like backlog of songs now then. oh yeah yeah <laughs> so there's there's stuff being worked on as we speak uh, Austin is smiling, a uh, very sort of <laughs> evil grin as we're chatting. The thing is, whatever we do after Double Dare has to be on point or better. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. can't happen until it's there. Um, the other thing that's difficult about that, which sort of like wrestle with sometimes, is we're, we're not going to make the same album. Like, it's always going to be different and eclectic and everything, but we're not going to make Double Dare again. You know? And yeah. so it's hard to compare. It's like... I want to make some, like, say I'm like a chef, right? Who's like super into making everything. It's like, I'm going to make some bomb ass Chinese food. And then it's like next, next course or whatever. I'm going to make some bomb ass Italian food. You can't really compare them. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I guess if some people happen to like Chinese food more, they're going to like Double Dare more. But if they're into Italian food, oh shit, like game over. They're going to be stoked. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you can even hear that between Cluster and Double Dare. Right. Like they're both, they both got the water park stamp. Like that's something that really, kind of occurred to me as a listener mm. the first time I heard your band and that it was very unique I was kind of like oh what's this you know there's so much going on like and then yeah here in Double Dare like it was kind of like right it sounds like the same band it just sounds mm. like they've done so many new things with exactly. it you know and that's the plan going forward exactly yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's never going to be like oh this doesn't really even I mean actually well it depends on people's opinions but it's it should always sound like water parks you know what I mean we don't do like like we're not having anybody write our songs for us. We're not buying songs or any shit. Like it's all coming from the same place. And so it's always going to have that vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always gonna be like, Oh, it's indie pop, but it's water parks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like you just announced UK tour as yes. well. First, first headliner. Yes. Which is selling out like really quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and what can we expect from the tour? Is it going to be um, bells and whistles? Dude, I don't even know. I know we, uh, Earlier today, actually, we were talking about um, what songs from Double Dare we could start doing that we've never done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got to start mixing it up. Let's let's throw in this one and this one. And, like, we just got to, you know, get the tracks and all the keyboards and everything so we can you know, do it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, that's something I was going to ask. Like, is, it, is the album hard to perform? Like, because there's so much going on. Um, yes and no. The thing is, um, I'm trying to think of everything. So, the ones that are, like, I think the one that's hardest to sing is Gloom Boys. Yeah. Just because that double chorus, man, it goes in. Um, it always gets me that. So yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, dude, I love the lead, though. There's like little pieces of each song where I'm just like, 
fuck you. Like, I remember with that course when it like like doubled it and everything. It was like, all right, I want to have. So over here is Barbie like a big thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. So there were these Barbie Jeeps. Do you know what those are? Like, we're like yeah. little girls that like drive them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to have a guitar lead that sounds like like the corny like Barbie Barbie rock Jeep thing. You know what I mean? Barbie Jeep rock. <laughs> And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted to have just like a very, like, bright sounding Barbie Jeep riff right there. No way. Yeah. That's like, like, that was the inspiration for that. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, In terms of other kind of crazy inspirations then for the album, yeah. was there anything else that was particularly at left field? Everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's a very broad question. Think, um, <laughs> I mean, like, obviously the vocal cuts are like, uh, a big thing from like electronic music and stuff like that. Um, I kind of wanted to, because well, when like writing and everything, a guitar lead is cool. Like, I mean, picture Crave with like, instead of like, uh, 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 picture like a guitar is like, do, 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 do. Like you could do that, but it sounds so much cool. Like sonically more unique. Like, you know, we're not trying to be like purists or anything as far as like, back it all goes. Like, <laughs> um, really just trying to make the coolest shit we can. Cause it's, 2017 if you're if you're like one of those revivalist people trying to hold on to some shit that's not happening like you're really just limiting yourself really bad you know couldn't agree more yeah 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 yeah, completely so just like as far as because you have to look at it as i mean i guess this is how i look at it um you're making music not for just the sake of showing off you know i mean obviously because live especially i i try and make it to where i'm just playing like chords you know what i mean i'm not trying to like shred while i'm like ah, you know um and like the thing is i'm re- like not to be like mm, but i'm like really really good at guitar like i can shred i can like solo like the thing is my dad like when i was learning he would just bring home like uh like guitar tabs and everything from work he'd print them up because we our printer sucked and um he'd bring me like van halen and like all this 80s stuff and i'd be learning that when i was like like 14, 15. Sweet. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm very capable of being like, but there's, it's like songwriting. It took like kind of a second to figure it out. Like, I mean, I was doing other stuff when I was like 17 or whatever. And you've got to remember that songwriting is not a dick measuring contest. You know what I mean? You don't have to be showing off every five seconds. Like you do what's good for the sake of the song, you know? Yeah. Totally. And I don't remember how I got here either. You were talking about the kind of, say, the eclecticism of the album right, and right. how different kind of crazy things. In- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I think if we went, like, track by track, we could probably do this pretty well. Actually, okay, yeah, with, um, like, It Follows, it's yeah. one of my favorites. I was like, it'd be cool to make, like, a Death Cab kind of song. And then I naturally just kind of make everything more punky. And so it was like a, kind of like a punky Death Cab song. That's and then it's, like, through the electronic stuff and... Because that also tends to <laughs> yeah, a death cab a big a big influence, dude. I small bands, yeah. yeah. Like like thing is, uh, there are certain albums for me where I can't just have a couple songs on my phone and it's a problem. <laughs> and uh, like there are certain albums where I have to listen all the way through when I hear it. You know, I, mean? I can't just be like I'm gonna listen to this one song. Yeah, like, I'm gonna listen to Crooked Teeth and then be done. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, the thing is, Plans is one of those albums where it has to be an all the way through thing for oh, me. Oh man, yeah, yeah, for sure. That transatlanticism are just like mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, but I, I'm also get, kind of guilty of like when I find something I think is sort of perfect for the, yeah. with a group, yeah, or an artist. I just sort of I'm like, 
this is all I need. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm super guilty of it with uh, Michael Bublé. Yeah. I love, dude, his Christmas album's so cool. And I have like the whole yes. thing on my phone and I don't listen to anything else he's done. Amazing. And I know it's stupid. Like, it's super stupid. But it also leaves the door open if I need new things. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So, like, so vocally, you're you're reaching out to things even as far mm. left field as Michael Bublé. Then, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've noticed um, when when you know started putting like lower register singing in the songs, people are like, "Whoa, that's tight." Yeah. Like they're like, "I'm not used to your voice being like that." And I was like, "Yeah, dude." Like, because it's like I said, like not even just genre wise, stylistic. Like you need to push your voice, push everything to do, you know, to reach different, um, I guess, just different things. Like, I've never sung as high as I have on Stupid For You. Right. On a thing. I've never sung as consistently low in a song as it follows. Like, and I think it's just important to, like, push yourself like that. And, like, Little Violence, I've never been like, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, alas, little, I was bad. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Little Violence is, like, pretty heavy. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah. Like that took me kind of out of left field because obviously it's so it's so kind of colourful and sort of you know right. and poppy and punky and then suddenly it's like this kind of heavy tune and you're just like whoa like yeah see the thing is like a lot of the songs have darker themes especially at least lyrically and um, that one kind of got to take uh, the dark heavier thing on both sides you know what I mean not just have like because like Royals like fucking sad it's like not a happy song hmm. but the music sounds super like uplifting and cool um, same with Gloom Boys. Um, you know, a lot of the songs are like that. And that one's one of the ones where I got to, or where we got to just kind of, you know, go in on it. Yeah. Just be, be butthurt and angry and salty, like the saltiest little shitheads. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, a lot of the songs I write are like, it's not cool, but they're like shitting on people. You know what I mean? And that's one of the only ones that's ever come out. Yeah. 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 So do you try do you try and hold yourself back from doing that? Or a little, that? just because I think it's a well, okay, a little bit, but not much. <laughs> I'm just gonna say with whatever we do next, there's some stuff that I should not be saying. So uh, I think the first thing we need to talk about here is water sound, right? I mean, that's probably going to be the biggest we wedding of just ever. <laughs> I was going to say of the year, but I think it's just going to be the biggest event of our lives. Is that you actually confirming that the wedding is in place? Like, Because rather than it being a romance, you basically said there that it is going to be a marriage and it's confirmed. I, that, I'm, that, dude, that was confirmed like months ago. Like, I, I was not we're informed. Like, we're like fully engaged. I'm calling the caterers tomorrow. <laughs> this has blossomed already. This is a oh, thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This is totally thing. Water sound is a thing and it is happening and we're all going to go to Las Vegas and get married to Elvis. Oh, well, not to Elvis, but Elvis is going to wed us. I can't fucking wait to meet Elvis. Oh, man. I, yeah. I hope it's the real one. I, yeah. I hope Austin dresses up as Elvis. Yeah, that needs to happen. Austin, make that happen, please. <laughs> yeah. Elvis wig, Elvis covers at the wedding. I mean, Insane. Do you know um, you know the film Dumb and Dumber when they get the tuxes? Of course, with yeah. like the like the quilted like shirts yeah the frills yeah. and like the orange and blue with the top hats oh my god yeah, yeah. that's what it's about like yes not enough people get married in suits like that anymore like no. it's all boring black and white and yeah like there you that's go. a proper wedding water sound marriage coming to an instagram story near you soon <laughs> look out for that um so to uh, to get into the music um so yeah i talked to austin a lot about how versatile and eclectic they are as a band and how they really ramp that up on double dare and when you think about it, a bit like we we're saying with, com with confidence but just a different ballpark when you think about it, that's a debut album 
where on earth are they going to go from there? I mean, there are there are clearly uh, water park songs written. Um, I mean, Tamsin, what do you reckon? I've, I just want to see what's going on in scientist's mind. Really, when he's like when he's creating songs, um, I think like the the next album, whatever they create, is just going to be. I feel like it's going to be like going to a zoo at midnight when you're a bit drunk. That's have you that. been to a zoo at midnight when you're <laughs> you a bit drunk? You can do that, can't I you? I know yeah. you can, and I feel like that's what, what Water Parks' next album is going to be. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you can do that? Is you can thing? do that. It's what? a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Why is no one... What? Jack's mind is... Blown. We'll have this conversation after yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what, what I love about Water Parks is... Um, they're all clearly really, really talented musicians. Like, Austin can riff harder than probably some metal guitarists in this scene, but he, they all just straight up love pop music and have absolutely no guilt about that, no shame. They're just making the music they want to make and they don't really care if you don't like it. Totally, and that, that's what I want to see on the next album. I mean, I want them to get someone screaming on that album. You know, oh my God, saying, can what? you imagine? Should we get Sam Carter on the water park? Oh. <laughs> But my, my, I, my head would explode. I would I would not listen to the full album. I would die. It would be, <laughs> that, would be, that would be the I'm end of like, Will Cross. <laughs> Sam Carter going for it over a bubbling synth. Oh, moving up. man. Yeah, into a filthy breakdown. Man, make it happen. Like Or Caleb Shomo. I mean, we've chatted about this, you know, outside of recording. Maybe Caleb Shomo, yeah. Water Park Spare Tour as yeah. well. Bear Parks. Bear Parks. Water Tooth, you know. Water Tooth. Water Tooth. Let us know which name you prefer. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as well they've become really good friends with Creeper. Uh, they've toured in the States with them. Yeah. I, I think he, they should get Will Gould on, on, on board. I mean, like, those, those two bands are, like, on the complete opposite sides of, like, the musical Absolutely. spectrum. Yeah. But that may be why it would work so yeah, well. that's what like, I'd love to see. It'll be something that people won't expect, but it will, it will work because those two bands like are both on exceedingly good levels in their own ways totally like i'd love to see him come up with like some sort of like gonzo disney like tune that would be so sick like like will from creeper loves disney so i can imagine him being completely down with just doing some disney-esque like anthem (laughs) on the next water park oh man i think what's amazing about austin though is when you're listening to him talk is just how all of these ideas just burst out of his head like you can hear him when he's like the songs which he's written, he does like a little bassy or whatever, and he and it's just normal to him because he's like it's how his brain works, and that's how like Double Dare was made. Like it's just an album of such like stretch of music that they can go anywhere they want with it currently now and play with whoever they want. And, like if you think of the reaction that they got from Slam Dunk, like playing with All Time Low, which is huge for them. Mm. Like they can go anywhere in the next year and he's happy to do that like they'll just fly like anything could happen i think that's the most exciting part of it i agree i mean like we say you know like you say playing all time low and uh we, we could imagine playing with Beartooth. i mean i could even see i mean carly ray jepson came up in our chat i could even see him supporting someone like carly ray or, Car- oh, yeah, or someone oh, like carly that. bay <laughs> exactly i mean oh, can you imagine like a carly ray guest spot but i think it worked like the They've got that potential to like push into that world of just like they could be a radio band if they wanted to. They could be a fucking hardcore band if they wanted to. Like just the stretch of talent that's in there and like just the possibilities, they're just endless. Like if they want more go with Cali Bay, they could go with Taylor Swift, they could go with anyone. Man. Like 
be so good. Yeah. The possibilities are endless. They are. For water parks. They are. And I think as well, and that versatility and the fact that, like you guys say, we don't know what's coming next. I think that that sense of intrigue and kind of like that, that excitement is what's made them the hottest band in our world in that there's just so much going on that mm. so many people can get involved with it. And I think that's the best thing of all, really. So, Tamsin. Hello. Hello. Who have we got next? We have got the another Australian band. This time, a few a few albums in. They're kind of learning a, a lot more about themselves. It is of course Tonight Alive. Um, they've just finished up recording their new album in Thailand, which looks dreamy, by the way. Um, they've signed Hopeless Records, and in this chat, they kind of they talk a lot about moving on from Limitless. How. It didn't feel right for them. It didn't feel fun for them. I feel like the album was quite controversial f for a lot of reasons. A lot of people didn't really expect it. Um, and they kind of go into depth in this chat about, you know, what went wrong, I suppose. I don't want to call it a mistake. Nothing's really a mistake when it comes to music, but I feel like they're really learning from, you know, what, what they did and their they're so excited about this new record as well. Um, and it's, it's really honest, it's them opening up and just talking about like the new music, what we can expect. Um, yeah, this is it. This is Jenna and Wack from Tonight Alive. Jenna, Wack, lovely to have you Thank here. Thank you so much. Uh, so I guess to get started then uh, with the new music, uh, World Away, uh, you've signed to Hopeless. Mm -hmm. um, how did it all come about? Uh, tell me the story. We've had a relationship with Eric Tobin uh, at Hopeless since before we were signed to anybody in 2009, I think maybe even or 10, we had the first conversation with Eric and the plan originally was to sign with Hopeless but um, it wasn't the right time and the circumstances were not um, aligned for us to sign to Hopeless at the time. So our relationship continued all these years. He's actually really good friends with our manager, Michael Kaminsky. They live in the same they house. They actually live in the really same house. <laughs> so we have spent a lot of time together and developed a relationship over the years. And um, Same thing with UNFD in Australia. Mm. We met Jadon um, maybe 2011, 2010. So yeah. again, it was like really like the first few years that we were a band. And these are people I feel that have believed in our band for a really long time. And you know, cheered us on from a distance and seen us do what we've done in the last nine years without them. And um, it's just, it's really cool because we signed to Sony when we were two, two years old as a man. And um, that was a deal that was going to last five years. So it's like a huge chunk of our career spent with the same people, same minds, same perspective on the band, um, same mission in a way. And um, it's just really exciting to be at this stage. In numerology, nine years is the end of a cycle. Yeah. So it's really exciting now that we've been able to re-sign with people that really believe in our band, that we've had, we have good relationships with, and they they've excited us, you know, because we have a vision for our band. We just, I think, a lot of. Um, there's a lot of, I think there's there a lot of barriers. Of, I think yeah, we have barriers for sure. But I think the people that we worked with at Sony had also had barriers as well. I guess that that label in Australia does one thing really well and I guess we don't really fit into that. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was a couple of years of trying to figure out where we stood in the co with the company and all that kind of stuff. But now now with Hopeless and UNFD, it's kind of like we, there are no barriers and, and um, their A&R of the record was just like, just do... Make the record make, you want to make. Make the record you <laughs> want to make. They pretty go. much said that, right? Yeah. And I they feel just, like that was the, the and almost they, the exact language. Cool. Yeah. Um, and they just said, "Do, do, just go crazy and do what, do what you want." Um, 
which is kind of scary for me <laughs> because, <laughs> because I yeah I've, I've um, the A and R at Sony Paul Harris um, we I would work really closely with him and um, so it was kind of weird to have complete free reign but it's definitely so less stressful I it's don't feel stressed rad. at all and yeah. um, we're going to go record up well we're flying there tomorrow um, to start recording a new album and oh, wow. yeah I I don't feel stressed I remember this time when we were making Limitless and I was like pulling my hair out yeah. Um, yeah, it was unpleasant. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like we were unhappy in a way. Like I don't know, it just felt like there are a lot of boundaries and a lot of like tight, like um, avenues that we were. You know, you would bounce off the walls if you tried to take a sidestep. It yeah, just kind yeah. of felt like that a little bit. So what's cool now is we'll send songs to our A and R's, and they they will be like, just go nuts, <laughs> just like why don't you try this? And like referencing Nirvana and referencing No Doubt and. Um, I mean, not that any of the songs we've written sound like that, but they're just like, just go mental. And we're like, great. It's just so nice to have someone encourage that because I know that's within me and I, d- I just haven't really been in the right position to... It's kind of like unlearning, though, in a way. It's kind of like we, we've had a mindset for so long and um, we're unlearning that now. Yeah. Which is, a, I think, a really cool, cool like... Mm metaphor anyway for our lives for life life. (laughs) well that's awesome I mean so did you feel about what you're saying did you feel that maybe the fun got taken out in making Limitless like it didn't feel as fun (laughs) process yeah 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 I mean it wasn't fun at all yeah Um, uh, creatively though it it was extremely like important to me that that time I think that I grew the most creatively I've ever had Um, but yeah it definitely wasn't fun because it was I think it was just really pushing the boundaries, which I really wanted to do anyway. Um, and not to say that we've done anything that we hadn't wanted to do, um, because we, we wanted to make Limitless, and that was such a conscious um, choice to expand on our um, writing skills and, and our recording and different styles, and I didn't want to do the same thing again. I feel like we only have a few chances to make an album in, in our career, so I want everything to kind of mm. be different. Um, and to push ourselves and that's what Limitless was but I think for this next record like I just have such a clear I know exactly what it needs to be Um, the songs have come really easy we've written 20 something songs in 3 months and um, they just really everything just came really easy Um, so I think this one is going to be really fun we've we're doing it with the guy who produced The Other Side and The Edge and all that stuff Um, so his name's Dave Petrie. His name's yeah. Dave Petrie. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> um, we we live around the corner from him in Australia, and we're just going to have a great time and just do what we know how to do yeah. and, and love it. So that's kind of what called us this time is just yeah. like go and enjoy the process and like do it with someone who really knows us and understands us and that we connect with. And I, I for me, yeah, I just really wanted to enjoy it. Yeah, that's why we're going to Thailand, and that's why we're recording with Dave and. Um, that's why we were able to write the record in three months because um, we're just in a really healthy mind space now that everything's finished and starting again. And which came from doing one of this. Yeah, it all had to happen. Yeah, it had to happen. You have to go to your darkest place to get to the light, kind of thing. And yeah, uh, I think that really happened. Yeah, for sure. And like in terms of World Away, then how much of that is a hint into what's to come? I think that's a pretty good like indicator. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of like mid-tempo songs on Limitless and I think we've kind of sped things up a bit. Um, I feel like it's a really good balance between what we've done in the past and Limitless and kind of breaking through to some new new things that it sounds a bit heavier I think and 
uh, getting the old electric guitar out again and uh, yeah. I'm excited fun. about it because like I really admire records that are listenable and that might sound weird but that's always a term I use because I want to listen from a, to a record from start to finish and enjoy the whole thing and be on a journey and I've always thought that our sound is bipolar. I just always said that because I don't think we are strictly genre based or directed and every song on the album that we've last released and before are really different. So this is a real family of songs and um still still different though I think. Yeah, there's definitely polarized. diversity on the record <laughs> for sure. But like um I just want to dance around. Like yeah. I, I we've always cared about writing music that was gonna be well um translated live. So I'm just pumped to like lose my shit on stage basically when we put our new record out mm. it's not like I've never done that before but it's just exciting when you write new music to do it too yeah definitely so does that mean there's going to be quite a rock uh, oh, edge yeah. to the definitely, album yeah, yeah for sure like yeah. it's going to be it's quite a, a live record. ready album yeah definitely yeah we've been um, describing our sound as conscious rock so I'm I mean we, we got coined as pop punk a long time ago because all our favorite bands were pop punk and pop punk at the time was blink green day um, New Fat yeah. Simple Plan, like Charlotte and Sum 41, exactly. Like yeah. all these bands were our favorite bands in high school and that was pop punk. But like pop punk's changed a lot. And I guess I got excited and I wanted us to be pop punk fans. So I definitely slapped that under Tonight Alive. And we got put in this category that we don't really belong in anymore. And we would do tours with Set It Up, oh, sorry, Set It Up, Story So Far and Man Overboard and Citizen and bands like that that we don't sound anything like and actually have very different fan bases so it's just exciting now yeah I will remember sorry I remember one of the shows that story so far and Citizen played before us and then I watched as the crowd literally like shuffled like that and like their <laughs> fans went up the back and then our fans came up to the front I'm like never I'll wow, never forget that wow I didn't know that yeah it was so weird that that whole tour was really weird but yeah as Jenna <laughs> said I, I guess like we've never been able to like place ourselves like really comfortably within a genre um, and I've always wanted, uh, had the thing, I wanted to make our own genre, like I want, I've always wanted to kind of lead the way, I feel like Tonight Alive has never really sat in a group of bands together, you know, um, so it, it has been about accepting that and I, I really like that we coined this term conscious rock. Yeah, I mean the, the music is all about the message anyway, the music just carries the message that we're saying, so yeah. it, it, it just fits perfectly, it's not really defining the sound, it's just defining the entity or the, like, the essence of Tonight Alive is conscious rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, I guess as well, like on Limitless, there was quite, um, there was a 90s element. Like, I know you took a lot of inspiration from Alanis Morissette vocally and things like that. Is that something that could continue over again? Definitely. Or, definitely yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely bled in even more so. Like, that record, we wanted it to feel and sound and look like a throwback record. Like, even down to the artwork, I wanted it to look like Jimmy Eat World. But, but in the way, like in that. the way of of those records meant something. It, those records last lasted. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so conscious about things that come out now and, you know, the internet, everything's so fast. It's that, you know, what is it? It's constant, like, everything is right. Is that what you're going to say? I think that's what I was I don't know if it's right. I don't think, maybe that's not the right I know what you mean, yeah, for sure. Um, and we, I just wanted to make something that w was lasted and sounded, sounded like a classic album, I guess. So that's... Yeah. So that's why we kind of and and I and I relate that in my mind as the stuff that came out in the nineties and the two thousand and stuff and those albums that it actually really fucking mattered and that's what I wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, those those records still stand up now when you put it on your iPod or something like that. It's just 
Yeah, they still give you the same feelings you got when you're 13 you heard it for the first time. So that was what was important to us on the other side. And now, I mean, uh, going to Limitless, it was kind of going into like sophisticated musicality world where everything was very, very polished. So this time, I don't know, I just want to experiment. And I've always wanted to do that. I just want it to all be experimental. Like if it's weird and strange and funky, let's do it. Like, but not in a contrived way, just that it, if it comes naturally, if it's an idea and it feels right, just do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, a bit of a tangent. Oh, I cannot wait to hear it. I mean, in terms of curveballs then, uh-huh. can we expect some? You know, always expect <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know, I guess so. Like, so, <laughs> like, what what would a curveball be for you? What do you think? Um, I guess just like something completely, I guess you sort of mentioned, I mean, you've had it a bit already, but like with some like those funky elements and things like that. I mean, there's definitely been a bit of no doubt to your music before and things like that, which I love. Like, would, I guess what I mean is, would we see maybe even like a pushing further of some of those things? Yeah, I think uh, that was a great thing about UNFD and Hopeless when, when we were saying that before, they wanted to, wanted us to push that and we wrote we wrote a song just maybe it's the second last song that we wrote that has like a bit of a rap thing in the <laughs> I in can't the, believe it that sentence is so funny but yeah it's just this little rap rhythm thing and I mean I'd love I mean I don't scream like a metal vocalist or anything but I'd love to yell I'd love to yell like the way that Burt McCracken used to and he doesn't do it anymore but like on those old records and he just sounds exasperated and he's just desperate and I love that it gives me goosebumps even just saying it so yeah I mean I want to play like I'll probably wait till we finish the record and then when my when I can burn my voice out just just throw it around that's what we did with human interaction I don't know if people can really tell but like um in the bridge and the outro I'm throwing my voice and like when I'm saying I will be better it's like it's it's like how you'd say it if you're yelling to someone from a distance and you're crying and it's like I just want to, I just want everything to come out at once. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be I'll definitely be playing around. Awesome. In the studio. Cool, cool. And yeah. like I guess as well like going on that kind of that tangent then of that kind of um maybe sort of some heavier vibes and like I mean on the other side there's songs like The Fire and things like that which you hear used influence on I think even a bit of cool. Finch something like that. Really? Like yeah, That's that awesome. to my ears I get. I mean like is that something then that we might be yeah. hearing again as well. There's definitely like, some hit, real, pretty heavy parts, I think. It's cool because oh, Ohio's favourite bands are Parkway Drive and August Burns Red and Rufio, which are all guitar-driven bands. And yeah. All he does is sit there and riff, and I feel like I missed him doing that. All he does is sit there and riff. No, I just mean like when we're, when we're sound-checking or like when we're practising or when we're writing, he it pisses me off because I'm like, can you focus? Because he's just riffing. I'm not saying you're a riff god, I'm just saying like you he spent his whole teenage years like learning how to play riffs. And um it's just fun like being able to hear him do that again personally and for me like I just so I like to sing as naturally as I can, like that's why I like writing songs like The Greatest and Human Interaction because it's just how my voice sounds when I speak and sing it, you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah. Like I don't have to try that hard on those type of songs. So, yeah, it's a real mix of, like, what comes naturally to us and what's just kind of, like, inbuilt in the way that you learn to play music when you're a kid. So I want, I want to hear that again. Yeah. I want to express that again. And can we expect the album this year? Not this year. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. We're really yeah. hearing more music this year. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll definitely, like, release a single soon and, yep. uh, like, a video and maybe... Maybe it'll be next, early next year, I think. Cool. So when can we expect the music? Maybe, maybe summer, autumn? Yeah, around September, I guess.
Awesome. So yeah, really, really revealing, interesting chat with Jenna and Wack. Um, firstly, I'm just going to say I love Bits of Limitless. Like the first two tracks to be free in Oxygen are bangers. I don't know if you guys agree. I, I when I first heard it, um, the, fir the first single, I actually was kind of vibing a bit. I was like, it's, it's different, but we'll see how it goes sort of thing. And I was like, okay, I can work with this. Um, and I kind of, when I heard it, I was like, this, it sounds like an Avril Lavigne album. And <laughs> it does. you can kind of take that statement however you want. Um, I was always a big fan of Avril Lavigne. Um, it's a modern classic there. Uh, oh, yeah, mate, exactly. let go, um, banger album. But, I th and I think, I think Tonight Live know it as well. It wasn't true to them. And yeah. I, I kind of feel like they went in going like, this is the album we need to make, not the album we want to make. And I think that really shows in Limitless. Like you said, there are some really, really good elements to it. There's some really good songwriting in there, but it just, it it didn't have the heart and the passion that so much of, like, of their other albums. And I know bands need to change and develop like with each album that they make, and they don't just want to make the same album they made when they were like 18 or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like the, the chat was really, it's really good to kind of see a band being like, you know what, it wasn't great. We kind of, we didn't really enjoy it, but now we've learned from it and we're gonna absolutely smash it out of the park for this one. That's it, it's like they said, you know, it, it led them to now, you know, yeah. so this album could potentially be massive. I mean, what we think in a world away, that's the first taster we've got. I think I think that's really like, it, it, it's, it, it's them being back to what they should, not what they should be, but you know, who they are and, I think if the rest of the album is like that, like we're we're really in for a treat. Yeah, it feels like themselves again. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, we've we chatted about curveballs on the album as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, they hinted at certain things. Uh, one thing we've got to talk about is Jenna talking about the rap section that she's laid down for a track. <laughs> um, I am so excited about that, Jack. Um, well, well, just to say on limitless, I'm complete. I'm a drive boy completely. I think that's my favourite on there. Nice. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> You can't see this right now because obviously, you know, there's no visuals to a podcast, but Jack is literally doing the dance from the music yeah. video. And new banger, new banger. It was very good. <laughs> it was very accurate. That was just a very um, special moment. But, but yeah, uh, the rap part, um, I think it's it's a very exciting kind of prospect because, like, as it said, the Limitless was the album which they felt they had to make. Now, having the confidence to be able to do something as exciting and out there as that, like, you don't know which way it's going to end up. Like, I remember there was a track a few years ago. It was uh, Within Temptation, which featured Exhibit. And, like, if you don't know Within Temptation, like, the sweeping, beautiful, symphonic metal, like, gorgeous song. And then in the chorus, out of nowhere, suddenly Exhibit comes in with just this huge gangster rap part, where it's like, don't blink your mistake. <laughs> and... And but and because it's so bizarre, it was so brilliant. And in this bit, if Jenna's going in with that, like she just goes in with a yo, whatever. Iggy Azalea. Yeah, if she goes in with I could I could totally see that happening. If she went in with an Iggy, like, why the fuck not? Like it's if they're feeling confident in what they're doing now, like, so be it. God. And and if they're feeling this sort of vibe, like, you know, on top of it, Tamsin said that they've been in Thailand, they've been there for like 40 days doing this album. They've been taking the time, like, in the in the studio updates, they're doing fucking yoga, they're climbing yeah. mountains yeah. while singing. Like, it looks amazing. Yeah. And, like, actually taking the time with these songs, if they're feeling that vibe, well, 
do it. Like. Definitely. I, I mean, I think they're going to really do us proud with this. And um, I mean, as well, on the kind of flip side to the rapping, um, Jenna was talking about, uh, you know, old kind of early noughties emo records, like the used, the self-titled used album. Yeah. Um, talking about Burt McCracken and the way he used to scream and mm. sing uh, and trying to filter a bit of that into her voice as well. That's another thing that I would love to hear I've, her do. I've always wanted Jenna to just like properly let it fuck out and yeah. just go for it. Because it's always been there. You can hear it on World Away when it's like, there's the moment when she gets a bit more melodic and goes up. Imagine that, like, with a proper mosh call in there as well. And if she's got that in her, like, to do it. I, th- I think she totally has it in her. It's just finding that song to let it out. Yeah, with, yeah. Um, which, which could be on the new album. I totally agree. Well, I mean, talking about uh, Wack being a bit of a riff lord, you know, and, like, sitting so there basically, riffing. we're, we're going to have, like, a hip-hop rap kind of... <laughs> You know, little, little jam going in there, and then the next song. So we, a rage album, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're gonna have like a ridiculous breakdown, mosh pits galore, <laughs> and Jenna just screaming her guts out. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I mean, now that you've said that, I'll be really disappointed if it's anything but that. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, yeah. If you're just like, oh, this is an album of brilliant pop rock songs. Oh, but where's like, where's, <laughs> where's the breakdown? Where, where's the girl? Yeah, where's yeah, 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 exactly. Where's like boneyards or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, it, yeah, again, it's just, it's like with, with Car and Water Parks. I mean, even though they're a slightly elder band, there are so many things that could happen in the next year, mm. and that's so exciting. So, uh, do us proud, guys. Awesome. Um, cool. So, to finish off today, uh, our last chat is with Kellen and Nick from Sleeping With Sirens. Now, to talk about things to come and New Horizons, this is the ultimate, really. Um, Sigma Sirens have just announced their new album, Gossip. Um, they've released the first single from the album, Legends, and it is a whole new Sleeping With Sirens. I mean, as you'll hear on the chat, um, the band are acutely aware of this. Um, they're gonna be supporting Rise Against in November too, uh, which again, it's all very risky and all very exciting at the same time because of this huge shift in sound potentially leaving the warp Tour scene behind. Um, so yeah, a lot of questions and hopefully a lot of interesting answers. So yeah, before we have a chat about it, here we go, Kellen and Nick from Sleeping With Sirens. Awesome, so uh, Kellen, Nick, lovely to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate Thank having you. us. So it's a whole new era for Sirens. Um, how's it feeling? It feels good, man. I think it's a whole new era in general. Is it era or era? I think it's a whole new world in general, like, um, you know, with everything that's going on and we felt like, you know, as we uh, grow older and see the world in a different way, um, our music is bound to kind of turn with it. So, you know, this, this record is very exciting for us. Yes, it's different, but it's... Um, it's an exciting different. Yeah, it feels uh, like we're going into a, like a world of unknown, but in the most exciting way possible. You know, you can't help but be, you know, there's some like there's some fear there, but for the most part, it's like it's just anxious. Like we're just ready for the new era of sirens for sure. Definitely, that's awesome. And it, it seemed quite an intense process. You worked with Bendeth, and yeah. like, yeah, take us inside it. Like <laughs> Bendeth is a very like. He loves to get into your head. Um, he's almost like going to see a psychiatrist, yeah. especially when you first start. He likes to. He told me what he likes to do is he likes to put you in a room and clutter it up with a bunch of shit to where you can't get out. It's like you paint yourself into a corner, and then you finally drop the brush and give up. That's when he steps in and kind of like starts to work things out with the band. Because um, you know, 
when you work with any other producer, just when you're used to doing everything on your own all the time, you're used to doing it a certain way. And he's very methodical in the way he does things. And so what he'll do is he'll let you try and try and try and try and try and try. And then when you get to the part where you're just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. What do you want from me? And then he's like, I'll show you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good at uh, bringing out the best in you and bringing out things that you didn't know you could do that he knows from the beginning that you're capable of doing. So, um, you know, there's moments where you're writing or you're in the studio with him and you're like, I don't think, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do what he wants. And then you realize, you know, with just his like magical kind of push that you finally get over that hurdle and then you're like, fuck yeah, like he, he pushes you to, uh, to the brink, but in the most like positive way possible. But at the time, you just want to fucking strangle him. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And like in our uh, in the studio piece with the view, Kellen, um, you said the album is very unique. Um, yeah. Can I take us inside that? Yeah, it's unique in the sense of you know it's probably the most different uh, format of writing for the band. I spent a lot of time kind of in exile on my own, working on lyrics and. Um, dialing all that stuff in and then just kind of having the support of the band behind me to do that is um, yeah, I'm very thankful for the dudes in, in that way um, and I feel like I feel like everybody grew so much as musicians on this album um, you know Jack's grown as a guitar player Nick's grown as a writer I've grown as a vocalist everybody you know Justin Gabe they've grown too um, but it's you know it's all like taking baby steps and learning like what to do and how to do it properly. I think that's what makes this record so unique. It's, you know, you can almost feel it. You can feel it when you hear it, you know? You can feel, like, the the time that it took to put into it and the product, the finished product definitely shows. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because you were using uh, examples like Riot by Paramore and The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, American Idiot. Like, so with these big kind of epic albums, were they the kind of, were they, was that the kind of sound you were going for? No, we just, what I meant by that um, statement was was just that I feel like our band is kind of, you know, throughout the years and our records have been searching to find out what is Sleeping With Sirens and what does Sleeping With Sirens sound like. I feel like there's bits and pieces of it everywhere, but I feel like we were wanting to make those records. I'm talking about those records. I'm talking about those are the records that were the staple albums that define those bands as sounding like, hey, that's what Paramore sounds like. That's what Mike Kim sounds like. That's what I feel like this record is for us. Cool, because you mentioned as well, you was kind of saying when you described the sound of the record, you mentioned um, kind of bands like Coldplay and Kings of Leon. And yeah, like that as well. So, has a little bit of that in there too. Yeah, and that's, that's quite, I mean, I guess, you know, there were elements maybe of that, the hints of that on Madness, you know, songs like The Strays and things like yeah. that. I mean, like, is that something then that you've kind of looked to kind of push even further? Yeah, I mean, I feel like those bands are bands that I, you know, would love to see us being anywhere near someday. Um... You know, those are bands that I would go see in concert right now and and enjoy that show and sing along. And and I feel like as I get older, you know, I want to make music that sounds more my age um, rather than trying to be 18 all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I, like I'm 31, I don't look 31, I don't feel 31, but I am 31 and I am going through things in my life, you know, where it's like going from like being a boy to becoming a man and I feel like this record is definitely a coming of age for me. All the bands that I'm inspired by are that I love, you know, <laughs> I love the Beatles, I love Queen, I love The Clash, I love um, bands that, you know, not necessarily have a grown up sound but um, But even, I, even I, punk bands, if I can interrupt, yeah, I'm sorry, but even no. punk bands that you love, there's a point where they 
the class. You couldn't keep yeah. making like no. the same punk records no. over and over again because yeah. you're not 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. You, but, but you can still be a punk rocker at yeah. fucking 31 years old. Of course, <laughs> and it's just a it's a natural progression as artists. You know, and that's where that's where we're at in our lives. It's like I. I we're not going to write the same records that we wrote when we were 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. We're going to write albums like we're like we're 30 years old. You know, we can't uh, we can't ignore that, and we want to we we want to be grown up. You know, we're not we're not kids anymore. We still have the heart of of being kids. We act like kids all the time, but. Um, but I think it shows when bands continue to try to act like kids and make records yeah. like kids, and, we and they're not. It's, yeah. like, it's almost weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're our peers, and we hang out with them, and we're like, you guys are grown-ups. So that was a real big part, then, of the writing and recording. That, you know, you we wanted, wanted to make up. sure that it felt current for us you yeah, know, with, yeah. our, with our age and our time and um, you know we want our fans to grow up with us like there might be some fans that don't get this record and that's okay uh, for us it's it's important to be true to ourselves as artists and you know in, in order to do that you have to take chances and you have to take risks and if you're not willing to do that then the fuck out of the kitchen yeah if we weren't taking risks then we would be bullshit artists and I, <laughs> yeah. that's like the last thing I ever want to be or that I ever want this band to be is bullshit dude you know honestly like I felt that I felt kind of like a bullshit artist the last two years, and I think that's why this record is what it is. You know, like I felt like a part of me. You know, like that that coming of age and growing up. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm 29, I'm 30, doing Warp Tour again. Not, nothing against Warp Tour. I love Warp Tour, yeah. and I love all of where we came from. But a part of me was just kind of like, what what's next for me? Like, where does this go? Like, has to go somewhere. I can't stay here. No. And I'm not ready to give up or stop making music. So where does it go? Well, the natural, their natural progression is to make music that sounds more grown up. So. Yeah. Because you guys really did your time on Warp Tour as well. I mean, so does this kind of feel like it's kind of almost like graduation of sorts? Yeah, man. We played a show last night in Berlin. It was kind of like the closing of the Madness book and kind of everything prior. Um, you know, when you're on stage and you play some of these songs, you know, for me, like playing James Dean. Is still a great song. It's a great love song, and I remember who I was and where I was when I wrote that song, and those feelings are still very much there. But playing it over and over and over again, compared to what we have coming up now, it just it seems strange, you know. It seems like a week ago seems like decades ago. So yeah. <laughs> James Dean seems like a million years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, so in terms of those kind of songs, you know, like like James Dean, if you can't hang, so even right. stuff will feel like. I mean, could that? Will we still see those things in the set? Or of you know, I yeah. mean, especially you know what's cool and what I love about some of my favorite bands is sometimes you'll go on a tour and you will never hear that song and you'll walk away going man they didn't play if you can't hang or they didn't play james dean but then you'll go see them on another tour and they'll just fucking throw it in there and you'll be like holy shit they just played you know james dean or if you can't hang um i think it's going to be one of those things it's going to be if we decide we want to play it we're going to play it if we don't then we don't you know yeah the last thing we ever want to do is ignore our roots like that that's we're not those kind of artists, but we definitely are looking forward to. We don't want to feel like we have stuff. to. No, yeah, we, <laughs> and we're just extremely proud of what we currently made with Gossip. So, you know, we want to boast that. You know, we want to play those songs. We want to. We're excited to just enter that chapter right now, but at the same time, you know, not ignore who we are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys are coming back to our shores uh, with Rise Against. Mm-hmm. Um, is there going to be a lot of gossip material? Can we expect it? I would think so. I would think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of rock songs. I mean, going on tour with rock veterans right there. Um, 
So it's, I don't I don't know that necessarily we're gonna be playing the strays on that one. <laughs> but I think there I think there are interesting ways in taking some of our songs, you know, like the strays, and maybe just doing it acoustic or yeah. or stripping something yeah. down and giving it that kind of a vibe. I've been wanting to do that with heroin, like maybe doing nice. something just piano and vocals. Yeah, um, we get we get creative when it comes to stuff like that. So it's gonna be fun preparing for that tour and putting that one together. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, we started talking about that of. You know, thinking of our current set and now adding in uh, songs from gossip and just going, shit, like, we got to, like, figure how to, like, you know, lead this path every set now that, you know, it all fits together. But I think it's going to be pretty seamless. And I think that's going to be the fun part is intertwining everything together, all the different chapters of Sirens into one massive set, you know. As much as this record is new for us, I think you're going to see a whole new Sirens in general Like when it comes to approaching our live performances and stuff. I think that it's going to be... It's going to be really exciting to see, you know? It's, um, it's funny, like, on this last tour that we were just on, just kind of seeing um, the way some bands do things and approach things in the way that I imagine this album has, like, a look. It's got a vibe to me. It's got a, it's got a feel that way live. And, you know, we can't necessarily do like our own thing on the rise against tour but definitely when it comes to like our our live show it's gonna have a theme and it's gonna have a look and it's gonna have a feel just like the record god i'm fucking excited Me too. <laughs> awesome yeah i mean just chatting to you guys now and chatting about the record like it it feels like you're so invigorated by it you know is that is that the whole process has been so kind of well, important? i think i think it's one of those things where i was we just said this um you know, a little bit ago, but I feel like it's back to that point where it's where it started almost, where it's like kind of you against the world, and you have to kind of like show them who you are. And this record to me is a brand new start. It's a let's show you who we are. I just I want it to be um, a challenge. I want to learn. I want to be excited to learn again. You know, when you first start as a band and you're in the, the fucking basement and you're trying stuff out, like that's what this is for us. It's it's. It's uh, falling in love with music again. Yep. Man, that's so awesome. So I guess to get into the album as well then, like, um, first set me aside the title, like, Gossip, where'd it come from? Uh, we weren't going to name it anything, actually. It was just going to be self-titled. Um, but I felt, I remember calling both Nick and Jack, because they're the two people that I call when I'm home all the time. Like, I call Nick almost every day, and I call Jack almost every day. And I was just like, you know what? I want to name this record. I think Gossip should be the name. And the reason being is because it is a new sound and it is different. People are going to talk about it. And I thought that that was just such a cool concept for a title. It's like, people are going to talk, so let's name it that. Let's name it Gossip. Legends is going to be the first single. Um, I mean, that that hits a track three, and you're kind of like, that really stands out. It's this kind of huge anthemic tune. Like, was that the kind of the thought behind writing that, to play in potentially big venues and things like that? No, man, that that song was... uh, I wrote that song with... This this uh, friend of ours, Stevie Ayala, who you know he plays bass in Thirty Seconds to Mars, and he's an awesome, awesome guy. Um, we were just thinking about something that felt larger than life, and you know he's like, I got this idea. Here's what the music is, and he had kind of a different vibe as far as lyrics. And legends, after all, to me means like you know we can do this. We can do we can do something important. Um, and that's, you know, that whole song is about that. It's about following your heart, following your dreams. And if you put enough work into it, enough time into it, eventually, yes, maybe we could be legends after all. 
Awesome. So, uh, yeah, quite the revealing chat there, I think. Um, Gossip is, uh, as you've all heard on Legends, um, a real turning point for Sleeping With Sirens. Um, Tamsin, what are you saying? I mean, this is a whole new era, really, for the band, isn't it? They've, they've been at this for, I don't even know how long, like a long time. It's about seven years, really. <laughs> so, facts with fact, uh, Jack Rogers, yeah. Um, they know, that, and, but the thing is that like they're all at the age now where they know what they want to do, um, and if this is the sound they want to go for, like do it, like do what makes you happy. I think it's probably gonna throw quite a lot of fans off and just be a bit, you know, like I think we probably would be like, oh, this is different, mm. but. Um, I think everyone's going to really warm to it and I think as well the band are like they're so excited about what they're creating and what they've put into it as well like you can't fault their passion for the like the new music coming out so um it's going to be a really really interesting time for them like you said they're supporting Rise Against which is kind of completely different they're not going to be playing the strays yes no. I say yeah um, like that that's going to be a really interesting show and I'm, I'm really interested to see how the Rise Against crowd take to Sleeping With Sirens as well so I think even with like Sleeping With Sirens like heavier earlier stuff Rise Against fans might be a bit like what's this yeah but, um, it's an excellent impression of the average Rise Against fan what <laughs> um, oh, bloody hell is this shit yeah um, but so yeah I think that's going to be a really interesting tour and I think it's going to be cool to kind of just see it all like happen over the next few weeks and months as it like more and more comes out about the album and about what they're doing and stuff. Um, so I think we're in for a very interesting few months. Definitely. I mean, like I say, being an older band now, it really feels like they're leaving the whole warp tour scene behind. I mean, like you say, bringing new fans on board potentially. I mean, could this be, I mean, just open out there, you know, could this be a way into like the Glastonbury world for Sleeping With Sirens? It's Can a bizarre thing, but. Sleeping With Sirens at Glastonbury. Um, Jack, you've been to Glastonbury. I have been yeah. to Glastonbury. What are your thoughts on this? Well, um, I'd say possibly, because the interesting thing which Kelly did, he name dropped Coldplay, and he said, we want to be like Coldplay. And. Within that, like, it's a huge shout to be able to say, like, a band of that size. But if you're aiming for that crowd, like, why, why the fuck not? Can't you, like, open, like, one of the small stages or, like, show it off? Like, it's a completely different world. It's a completely different time for them. And if they're able to bridge that gap between, like, our world and the wider world, like, there's no stopping them, really. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it, is the risk worth it? I'd say so. But at the same time, it's putting a lot on the line for it. Yeah, you say, sticking with Glasto, they can be in between like a 30-piece brass band and um, an African warbling tribe <laughs> or something. Like, they can, they can fit in the middle of there yeah. and, and like play, um, you know, play some breakdowns if they wish, or they can play, like, I mean, Legends of Track, it can fit on the radio. Is it a risk, though, for them? Oh, yeah, big style, like, huge, but you've never... They've never done anything by half measures. Like, every album has been such a different step. Like, if you go between, like, James Dean up to tracks of Madness and everything in between there and feel like an album like that, when, yeah. you've, when you've carved such a name for yourself as a poster boy for this in Kellen, and, like, when you're best mates with someone like Vic Fuentes yep. and who's, like, you, like, is so rooted in this, like... 
yeah, it's a risk and it could backfire, but like, you don't get anywhere by like standing still. Totally, no. I mean, I totally salute that. I mean, um, you know, I mean, Feel actually, I have to just give a shout out to. I love Feel. You know, for an album that can have an opening track that's like that and sort of set this new era up to gossip, mixed with a song with someone like Franz is amazing. I think that's testament. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's testament now to. That was an, an early indicator of how ready to say risk sirens yeah. were, you know, and up to now it's paid off. So will it will it pay off, Tamsin? I think I hope so. I mean, I, like I said, they're like they've been doing this for a while. They're they're gonna have to take a risk in a way. I think um, no one wants as as great as Phil is. No one wants to hear that album again. No. Um, but they, I feel like they've kind of, you know, Feel's got MG, MGK on it. Yeah. And I feel they've kind of like just put a little like droplets of like what they want to do like into their albums like ever since like like with MGK and stuff and just been like just just gonna put this here and when we do let's, our album in three simmer. years time let's yeah simmer. just let just let that brew um, and then like in three years time release this this new album let and it, everyone's it. gonna be like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let I it, see it. This is where they were going. Flower. Let, yeah. it, let it proof like a nice sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah. I, I went with flour, you went with sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's different. Sour, sourdough is a lovely bread. <laughs> different minds, different needs, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, and as well, I think they have a real respect for their legacy as well. You know, like yeah. they were saying in the chat, I mean, they're still going to play things like If You Can't Hang. Oh, yeah, they're like, they're not just going to bin off their entire, like, back catalogue because they're like, well, we're this back. The bands do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so many bands do it, but that's not them. Like, they, they know where they came from. They know the songs that made them, the albums that made them. Like, they're not just going to be like, oh, see you later, walk tour, whatever. This is us now. Um, but... But I, I do think this is like a whole new era for that band and there's, there's going to be some big changes for them. Definitely. And I mean, you know, they were bounding on the spot, you know, while I was talking to them and things. So they're clearly so pumped by what they've come up with that, you know, we can only wish them the absolute best of luck with it. And we hope all you guys out there dig it too. Um, so yeah, this has been incredible. Um, I've had an awesome time. First time ever recording for the Rock Sound podcast. Uh, it's been so much fun. Yeah, you have fun, guys? Yeah, it's been all right, haven't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah nice time. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I can get on with this. It's nice. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. But also, I really hope that everyone else that's listening is enjoying it. Like, we could be having the best time ever, but if you guys aren't enjoying it, kind of maybe let us know. Just so oh, yeah, definitely. We don't just know. keep putting these out and literally nobody is listening. Yeah. That would be really upsetting. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was going to say that uh, we welcome your feedback very much, you know, very much from the get go as well. So let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see, uh, and we could hopefully make everything happen. Um, so next week, we're going to be back uh, with interviews with Net Deep, Pierce the Veil, State Champs, and Mice and Men. Same format to this week. We're just going to be chatting out about all these really exciting bands and their exciting futures bringing you absolutely exclusive chats with them as well um so yeah let us know what you're feeling uh, it's been incredible we hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll see you next week bye right, love you bye